guys, welcome back to Floral Couch Conversations. I'm Emily. And I'm Alyssa. And hey. it's book club number five. Hey, we've been doing this for five months. I didn't even put that together. That's exciting. Hope you guys like it. <laughs> this is about to be an interesting episode. Uh, yeah, Emily had to deal with my texts while reading this book that got probably progressively more irate. <laughs> Little ragey. Yes. Before that, how have you been? I've been good. I've been very busy, working a lot, and I'm just getting ready for the holidays. I feel like everyone's always like, it's so busy. It's such a hectic time. But it is. It really is. Plus, I feel like I got cheated out of a week to prepare right, because Thanksgiving was later. Yeah. Yeah. But. Hashtag small talk things. First world problems also. Um, <laughs> I've been good. We have been dealing with a mouse problem Ugh. in our house, which I guess that kind of gives away the story that I can tell. But um, So a couple weeks ago, we opened up this drawer, the drawer that's right next to the oven in our kitchen, and it had like this like pile of dust bunnies. Or it looked like like when you pull lint out of a, mm-hmm, like um, a dryer. dryer, and it had like a bunch of dog hair naturally, and like lint and like dust, and it was just like super weird and mixed in with like our oven mitts, <laughs> and um, it was like someone vacuumed and then like put it in the drawer, drawer. Okay. and so it freaked us out because obviously we didn't do that. Um, and the night before, I had made a pizza in the oven um, with my friend Erin, and she, and Erin was the one who, like, had opened the drawer and got the oven mitt out and was, like, cooking the pizza. So I texted her, and I was like, hey, was there, like, a weird dust bunny in our drawer when you got the <laughs> oven, oven mitt out? Because I feel like she would have said something if right, there was. Right, like, called you out? Yeah, and she was like, um, no, there wasn't. And so then... I was, like, freaked out. I thought there was, like, a ghost vacuuming our house and putting (laughs) the stuff into the drawers. I mean, there could be worse ghost stories if they're vacuuming for you. (laughs) Yeah. So then that, like, went on for a while. And then we looked in the drawers again, like, a, a week later, and there was, like, clear signs of a mouse being in there, like so gross so we like so that gave me some peace of mind that there's not ghosts vacuuming my house but I guess that'd be nice if if they were cleaning the house right but but also now you have to deal now with mice. I have to deal with the mice so we've caught one and fun fact peppermint oil mice do not like peppermint and they will stay away so I got a bottle of peppermint oil and I've literally put it on every item in this house <laughs> and I haven't seen any mice since but we'll see yeah we'll see if any come back that's I, the story I feel like it's so hard I definitely have had mice in my garage which is detached so like it's fine but I don't know I feel like in the winter like it's kind of unavoidable to some extent if you have mm-hmm. like an older house at all or just even if you don't yeah we well when I was growing up at my parents' house, there was always mice in our basement, and our we had a cat, so she would get them mm-hmm. and kill them, and I feel like cats 
are proud of the mice when they kill so they like bring it to you and so she'd like literally my room was in the basement so I would wake up to like a mouse in my doorway I'd oh. open she'd be like here it is did I tell you about my neighborhood cat you have a neighborhood cat? Yeah, it, like, roams around, and sometimes it'll freak me out because it's, like, an all-black cat. And so, like, it, I won't, like, see it as I'm, like, going into my house at night, and all of a sudden it'll be, like, next to me. So it, like, freaks me out sometimes. But for – it's happened twice where it leaves – I don't know if it's, like, trying to be my friend, but it will leave dead mice on my doorstep. It is trying to be your friend. She's well, like, take me in. <laughs> and then I didn't want to deal with it. And it wasn't, like – on like right in the middle it was off to the side so i just waited for like a bird or something did she kill the bird that was on your front step too no that bird flew away okay (laughs) Um, oh yeah it didn't it fly into the window and then like get stunned or something well it like had somehow crawled into between like the screen door and the main door and was like hanging out there so i like propped open the screen door and was like fly away bird and eventually it was gone Oh, I, I don't know why animals are trying to be my friends. <laughs> I really like the concept of being friends with mice. Like, like from Cinderella? In Cinderella. Because they're so cute. You just like give them a little block of cheese. They'll hang out. So dresses with you. But <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, that's not reality. Unfortunately. Although you have a mice that's cleaning your... A mouse that was cleaning your uh, carpet, potentially, so. I don't know. Not worth it? It was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how fast a mouse could work to actually do some dam- real cleaning damage, but. <laughs> You'll stick with an actual vacuum? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> anyway, how have you been? I was good. I was um, recently in Phoenix for work. And I had never been to Arizona before. Have you been to Arizona? I have once, but I was in, like, third grade. Okay. I had never been to, like, a desert climate, so that was kind of cool to, like, see a desert, like, other than, I don't know, pictures or whatever. But it was funny because, like, the local news kept talking about it was the coldest day of the year in Phoenix. And so, like, I got out of the airport, and it was, like, 55 and everyone was like in scarves and hats and mittens and it got down to the coldest day of the year was getting down to 39 oh my god and they like literally put plastic over the plants at the resort so they wouldn't frost over and i was like you guys know freezing is 32 degrees right like <laughs> it's not going to get that cold but it's so funny like how different it is well yeah because now is there their time where they can go outside because it's not they don't go outside when it's 120 degrees in the right. actual summer yeah and then um one of the people at the like restaurant there was like all you like northerners keep like sitting outside like judging us because it's like he's like it's so cold out there i don't know what you guys are doing and we're like there's a fire it's nice like it's like gets up it was like between 63 and 40 the whole time I was there, which is like, oh my gosh, so beautiful compared to <laughs> this weather. So, and it was zero the weekend when I left. So I was like, okay, just, just found that funny. <laughs> I wish we lived there. Also, well, I don't know if I could take that. I really enjoy the summers. 
And I would not want to be, like, trapped inside. No. 120 degrees. I appreciate, as much as I complain all year round, I appreciate that we have a winter and a summer, but... Mm Mm-hmm. If they're both just, like, slightly more mild. (laughs) It'd be nice. Well, summer's pretty mild. Yeah. We haven't had, like... Okay, well, I'm going to stop talking about weather. (laughs) So... Should we dive into talking about our book club book? Yes, let's dive in. Full disclosure, I only read about one third of this book because it made me mad and I didn't want to waste my time finishing it. <laughs> no offense to anyone who who enjoyed it or, I don't know, finished the whole thing. It's just, it wasn't my cup of tea and... I wasn't in a headspace where I wanted to be, like, mad about something, so yeah. I just didn't. I, like, I did read it. So our book this month was Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. Oh, yes. And I did finish it, but I got increasingly more angry, and I, like, was just talking about how I kind of want to return it, because I don't really want to, like, spend money and support him mm-hmm. <laughs> because of basically some of the problematic things he says yeah. in the book. Okay, so I read an article where they interviewed Malcolm Gladwell and it said that the point of the book is supposed to get at this problem uh, that um, psychologists and researchers have been trying to figure out why people are so bad at spotting liars or like telling if strangers are lying and do you think that the book answered that question? Not. So every chapter had a different story. So certain pieces, like he talked about how people default to truth. Okay, I can see how that gets at that point. But he never, no, I don't think he answers entirely the question. I don't think he put all of the pieces together. Right, yeah. I I feel like the main point was about interactions with strangers and not and not liars so yeah I just thought that was weird question and like a weird way to summarize the book yeah that is interesting um slightly side tangent did you ever watch the show lie to me no I feel like you would enjoy it it's basically this I think he's like a British guy but he runs this firm where he literally can like he like will show you what kind of like facial tics and different things how he can sense people are lying there's only like three seasons and i want to say it was on netflix or something mm-hmm. but they talked about that in the book where it was like someone like they have like a map of the yeah, facial tics and true. like how to know like how someone is reacting they compared it to like a friend scene yes that's right mm-hmm. they did i forgot about that which i actually found a typo did you? In that section, fun fact, he refers to Rachel when he should be saying Monica because it's talking about Ross's sister and he says Rachel. Oh. So. So basically everything you write up is Malcolm Gladwell. Invalid. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first started reading, I was actually kind of intrigued because like just hearing like the, he talked a little bit about moles in the CIA and things and mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting so I was like I went into it I feel like fairly open-minded were you feeling it up until a certain point I 
was like I enjoyed the first couple sections but then and I thought that it was interesting because it was like going into some history and backstory of stuff I like didn't really know that much about but then as I kept reading every section just like skipped around too fast and it was I felt like it was random and choppy Mm -hmm. and I couldn't really understand what the point was and after that I was just like okay yeah I don't want to read this yep so I feel like I agree I was like where is he going with all of these separate stories Mm -hmm. but the point where I was like okay I think this is all bs is he talked about the Brock Turner case and before we like we had picked this book but unknowingly I had I didn't know it was going to talk about the Brock Turner case Mm -hmm. but I had read um Know My Name by Chanel Miller who was who is Emily Doe so she was Emily Doe in the Brock Turner case, but she came out and revealed her name. So she was sexually assaulted by Brock Turner. And he just, basically the point of his chapter was about alcohol and how if people keep continue to consume alcohol, there will always be confusion as to like, the truth. Which, after reading the book, I was like, I feel like triggered by that. Like, mm-hmm. just so mad that... Because that's essentially what Brock Turner's defense attorneys, like, tried to point to. So I was just like, and he said something, too, about feminism being basically protect how women need to protect themselves versus, like, pointing to a problem with males in our culture. Yeah, hearing more about, like, what happened in the later chapters, I'm just glad that I didn't finish it. Yeah, I... That's where I was like, okay, no, he clearly does not get it. And at that point, I was right. like, everything else he says is invalid. Yeah, <laughs> and if that's your point, that alcohol com- causes confusion, like, when alcohol is involved, there will always be some confusion, and, like, you won't necessarily know what the truth was, or, like, everyone will remember a situation differently. Not the best example. Right, you could use something a lot less, like, traumatic yeah to make the make that point Mm -hmm. if that's your point because i think you missed the boat yeah another thought i had about this book is okay malcolm gladwell has a bunch of other books and a successful podcast and everything and like honestly this could have been just like hey we need you to make another book like he could have had a contract to do another book and he was like oh shoot maybe i'll just like write about all these high profile things and like shove them into one book that doesn't make sense Yeah, because I feel like a lot of, he got a lot of criticism for this book, so I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Maybe he was just trying to meet, like, a publishing deadline, and I don't know. The other thing that bothered me is, and that I didn't like reading it as a book, maybe if I would have been listening to it, I would have liked it better, but I felt like he was talking to me in, like, a podcasty way Mm -hmm. but in a book and also in like kind of a condescending like he knew all these things so he's like this knower of all things and that also rubbed me the wrong way yeah because he's really just citing research from other people Mm -hmm. which like is fine if you're a journalist and like you're just investigating But yeah, at the end, I was like, who is this guy and why are we putting weight into what he's saying? Because I think he's full of it. (laughs) He did cite a lot of his sources. Like there was um, like footnotes on every page, but I don't know. Yeah, I just, 
I feel like he's an arrogant. I don't know. I, I'm not a fan. <laughs> we're not fans. Okay, well, we're going to wrap up this conversation about Malcolm Gladwell talking to strangers because we did not like it and we don't need to be angry about it anymore. We're just no. going to put put our feelings out into the universe and let them go. Yes. Um, and if you haven't read it, maybe skip this book club. Yep, just skip it. <laughs> um, but now, in honor of the end of the year, because the year ends in two days this comes out on the 30th right yeah one day i guess i don't i was like mm, first i guess 2019 hey guess end of what? a decade it was the, okay that's a taylor swift song sing it um sing it sing it no um oh okay so my goal for 2019 was to read 24 books and i did it Woo, I saw your post yes. and I was so proud. I am so proud of myself. I like I don't think I've ever read twenty four books in a year. Yeah. So it was pretty great. And it did you find that it's easier than you thought it would be? Like Yes. There were some months where I read four books and some months where I read zero books. Mm-hmm. So I mean it kind of ebbed and flowed in that way, but but yeah, it was it was a lot easier than I thought. Yeah. But I think also, one of my commitments was to stop doing dumb things. Mm-hmm. To, <laughs> which gave you more time to read. Um, which gave me more time to read. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. My New Year's resolution was to read more books than I read last year, which would be 32. As of the time of recording this, I am reading my 32nd book. So, I will make it. <laughs> well, you will tie it. No, 32 would be more 32 than 31. Would be 31 is what I oh, read last year. Oh, so. my gosh. Woo! So, we'll see. Dang. And I have some time off around the holidays. So. Perfect. I might even surpass that goal, but we'll see. Oh, my gosh. What I do with my time. <laughs> okay. So, let's talk about our top five books. Okay. I have to remind myself what all I read. Also, plug for Goodreads because it is the best. It is. And you can follow us on Goodreads. If you'd like to see all the books we read this year. Okay, so my number one was, and I read this in January, and I still remember it. It was called The Light We Lost by Jill Santopolo. You can't go wrong with Reese's Book Club. This was such a good story. It's about two, and I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's about two people who meet each other in college and they meet on the day that 9-11 happened oh yeah and they like happen to meet each other in a class and then like walk out together like right as it was happening and they like went and they were in school in new york city so they went like to his dorm room because they were like okay well let's go be safe and they just like happened to be together and then that like started this relationship like super intense college relationship and they were together for a long time and then like certain factors worked out where they like had to break up and then like the girl moved on and like went and got married and had kids and then um this guy from her past comes back into her life in this like crazy way and 
it's just like one of those stories where it's like okay all of this stuff happened because it was meant to be mm-hmm. and like like hard life decisions that you have to make when like this, I don't know like some like passionate relationship might be pulling you in one direction but you make a different decision like for your well-being yeah. it's real I don't want to spoil anymore but it's really okay. good it's um fiction yes okay. yeah I might have to borrow that <laughs> you can have it right now it's okay. it's love it <laughs> okay do you know what your number one is so I kind of just talked about it and I also have that problem with my personality where I get obsessed with something and then mm-hmm. forget about it. So mm-hmm. it might be a recency effect. However, the um, Know My Name by Chanel Miller, it just like, I feel like it's stuck with me for so long after reading it because I feel like, first of all, she's a great writer. And actually when she released her um, BuzzFeed when it was happening, BuzzFeed released like her victim impact statement and mm-hmm. people thought she hired a writer to I remember write that. it yeah. because she's like so eloquent um so I feel like I don't know it was just great and it I feel like she was so brave to write the story and it also just like gave you I don't know it gave me such a better perspective because like on how hard it is for some people to come forward Mm -hmm. and like the impact on so many people in her life Mm -hmm. and I don't know I just thought it was interesting and she also talks about like her experience viewing like other public stories and I don't know I just thought it was very enlightening and I was like this was the first experience I've read where it actually like I could I feel like I understood what the victim was going through to a certain extent so I highly recommend it it was hard to read at times but it just like stuck with me mm-hmm. after reading it so I'll, I'll have to read it eventually yes once we're have read less dark stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> okay my next favorite was where the crawdads sing by delia owens what what did you think of this so i couldn't go to this book club so i lent it to our friend maya uh, did you finish it she never gave it back to me <laughs> oh so you didn't even read it i haven't read it oh my gosh i want to i own okay, it okay i can all you own it well i lent it to maya for book club she still I has it come yeah and she okay well i can it. give you mine if you want it okay um it was just such a different type of story and it had everything from like family issues to like like how your um childhood shapes like who you become as a person and um like romantic relationships and like the dynamic of um a small town and like in the south Mm -hmm. um in like the 50s and 60s so and the um Delia Owens who wrote it is a zoologist turned author so a lot of it is about like nature and she puts in a lot of like interesting um like tidbits about animals and like plant life and stuff into the book but not in like a weird way like it wasn't overwhelmingly like no yeah i'm excited to read it (laughs) it's good i feel like i've read a lot of memoirs this year i don't know these are going to necessarily be in order but i really enjoyed um born a crime by trevor noah and how he grew up and was born in a apartheid and um just his experience and he also like 
talked about kind of um heavier subject matter but he's also a comedian so it's like a lighter read and I just really enjoyed his storytelling um and it was like yeah just an easy read plus but it was about something I knew very little about Mm -hmm. so it was a good perspective I don't think I've even heard you talk about that one yeah to check it out (laughs) okay Third, uh, yeah, I don't know if mine are going to necessarily be in order either, but Becoming by Michelle Obama was another one of my favorites. So I have a confession. Yes. So this was January's book club book for our book club, Mm -hmm. and it was my pick. Yeah. And I did not finish it in January. I had gotten to, like, 200 of, like, 430 pages, and I finished it, like, last week. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I, like, just got back to it. So it's really fresh in my memory. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Well, I liked it because I thought it gave like a lot of perspective on what it's like to be the first lady and mm-hmm. have to support your husband trying to be the president mm-hmm. and when you have kids. And I just really liked hearing their story like about growing up in Chicago and how they ended up meeting and um, like who Barack is. Obama is in her perspective, like yeah. who he is as like a husband and a dad, and like kind of learning more about his presidency because, um, I mean when he became the president, I wasn't really paying attention to politics, right? So, yeah, yeah, it was super. I just thought it was super interesting. Yeah, I um, what stood out to me from that book, I feel like was well a lot of things but I thought it was really interesting how she talked about like going into the White House and meeting with Laura Bush and just like how she's part of this small group of women that have had this experience and only a handful of them are still alive and Mm -hmm. it's such a unique experience and it just made me think like okay we're not all that different like politics are so like divided right now but like can we all just like Right, like, everyone is still a human. Right, and still... And, like, we're all pretty much wanting the same things at the right. end of the day. So, so that, that I felt like, was a really good perspective of mm-hmm. just, like, putting party stuff aside and being like, this is where you're going to live. Here's advice. Like, yeah. Yeah. Here's the slide that your kids can go down. Right, yeah, in the White House. <laughs> Another book I recently finished was When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalamithi. Um, and it talked kind of about, so he is a neurosurgeon and he's studying to be a neurosurgeon scientist. So he's in school for like years and years and years. And then he's diagnosed with basically terminal lung cancer. And throughout it, his oncologist is like trying to like basically what kind of treatment do you want based on what you want to do with what's remaining of your life and how quickly like his purpose changes from like like for a while he wanted to continue to be a neurosurgeon but then it's like do I want to focus on having a family and being with family and just like it was very like deep in that it put perspective on like we put so much weight on things but if like one thing in our life changed we would be focused on such such Mm -hmm. other things that it was like I don't know. Wow. Kind of put stuff. Was that a fiction book or? No, it um, was nonfiction. It was a memoir and is actually finished by his wife. The last part of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was really powerful, but I very much enjoyed it. How did you find that? Like, so I actually am part of a book club for 
the podcast for Brain Candy. Oh, okay. And so they always do three a month, and mm-hmm. I don't read them all. I recently joined, and anyone can join. It's they do a sliding scale, so for as little as one dollar, you can join. But oh, you have to pay to be a part of it. Yeah, it's a Patreon. Oh, gotcha. Um, but you like video chat discuss it, but um, so it was like a book club book for January six i think it's they're doing it but um yeah so i i didn't really know what to expect but i ended up liking it a lot more than i thought i would because cool. i read a couple other books on like from neurosurgeons just because it's like well one i had to in high school mm-hmm. and then it was just sometimes i feel like it's interesting but yeah it was a lot deeper about meaning of life mm-hmm Okay, my next one is We Were the Lucky Ones by Georgia Hunter. And I know that I talked about this. Um, So the whole time I thought it was historical fiction about a Jewish family living in Poland during World War II. Um, And it's a family with, I think there was like five adult children. And they kind of all had their own lives and their own significant others. And one of their kids was living in Paris and he was able to like escape to Brazil Mm -hmm. and the rest of them kind of had to like um I don't know like stick it out in Germany and like one got sent to a concentration camp and like ended up surviving and being rescued and uh, it was all just like super interesting to like have all of their stories weaved into one because they were one family and then at the end there's like this last part where it starts talking about how the book was written by georgia hunter who is the granddaughter of one of the kids in the family so um and she like they eventually like all got to the u.s and like she grew up um i'm pretty sure in like new york or somewhere Mm -hmm. and she after like getting together with various family members like pieced together this story which and so it was like inspired by a true story and written by the granddaughter of one of the people in the story so it's really cool that is awesome i feel like anything with world war ii like roots i feel like i'm usually intrigued by Mm -hmm. same so again no particular order um, I really enjoyed We're Going to Need More Wine, which is Gabrielle Union's um, memoir, partially because I, like, love feeling like I get a sneak peek into, like, celebrities' lives, but also I thought it was interesting, like, her, how she balances being married to a famous person and how she, like, still wants to, like, she never wants to be known as Dwayne Wade's wife and just how she, like, makes an effort, um... I don't think I even knew she was Dwayne Wade's wife. <laughs> she, see, that's awesome. And that's, like, what she wants. Like, she always is, like, I want to make my own money mm-hmm. and do my own thing. And then just also, like, how she's kind of stepped in because she's a stepmom. But, like, that borderline of, like, not overstepping mm-hmm. and, like, I don't know. I thought it was a very interesting perspective on just, like, a lifestyle that obviously is unfamiliar to most with, like, so much fame. and mm-hmm. Cool. You gave that to me. I still haven't read it. <laughs> Fun fact. Um, okay, speaking of World War II books, my next favorite was The Alice Network by Kate Quinn. And this was kind of like a World War One and World War Two, because part of the story was about this network of women spies in World War One, And then um, it, it keeps, like, flashing back and forth to like post 
World War Two era where this um, girl who lived in New York but her cousin lived in Paris and like they didn't know lived in France and they like hadn't heard from their aunt or uncle or, or her cousin who was like her best friend they like didn't know what happened to them after mm-hmm. the war so she's she goes and tries to find her cousin and like gets the name of this lady who was a spy in world war one um somehow and like goes to her house and like the two of them have to like piece together how this lady who was a spy figured out what happened to their family in world war Two. that probably makes no sense but i don't want to spoil it right and um it's just really good because it was it talked about how like when or a lot of I feel like the points of the book were how in a time where women were not given a lot of opportunity to like Mm -hmm. take control of situations or like be the hero or um really do much of anything like these women were like saving lives and figuring things out and like solving um like ending wars right. with the, what they were doing. So yeah, I actually have that sitting at home that I like purchased like months ago and just haven't gotten to yet, so I appreciate you not completely spoiling it. <laughs> yeah, but that's basically plan. like the main premise. Yeah. And it also has like a little bit of romance and it's really good. Yeah. I really enjoyed Bad Blood. Which was a book club book. Just, I mean, for many reasons. One, I like, I read a lot of memoirs, but I don't read a lot of like nonfiction. So I feel like it was interesting from that perspective. And I was just fascinated by how easily um, Theranos, this blood testing company, could get away with like getting so many investors into a product that never even existed Mm -hmm. and the front that elizabeth holmes put on and like her voice and her persona of what she thought like a millionaire would be and i just thought it was really fascinating and just like such an interesting story that it's hard to believe that that could really happen but it did (laughs) i liked it too i don't think i would put it in my top but Am I in my and I'm am I in number five now? I think so. Okay. I also feel like I read a lot of bad books this year that I'm skipping over. <laughs> <laughs> like books you didn't like? Yeah, like I read them and they were like not that I didn't like them, mm-hmm. but they were like meh. Like I wouldn't recommend them. Yeah. Some of them are me, for, for me too, but okay. My fifth one is a lighthearted book, One Day in December by Josie Silver, and I love when books are set in like London yeah and it just kind of takes you there and I feel like it was just a light-hearted romantic story with like no real problems just just a good story so you lent that to me and Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it as well and it just kind of I don't know it's got some fate aspects and it was very enjoyable yeah my last one I feel like I read a lot of rom-coms too books that were like hit or miss and then I feel like the last one would be probably Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes I feel like all of my all of these are like big life purpose so maybe this was like a 2019 was like a year of like 
figure out my life's purpose or something because I feel like those are all the books I'm talking about. But Year of Yes, so first of all, I'm obsessed with Shonda Rhimes and like everything she does, obviously. And so basically she talked about how like she's this like uber successful writer of these like super successful TV shows. And she basically talks about how she's like obviously super successful, but she would just like go home and like do her own thing afterwards and she decided one year she was just gonna say yes to everything and how she like met so many cool people by putting herself out there and just like agreeing to do things that she was scared to do previously and it was just like pretty inspiring and it also was like how can this ultra celebrity like huge really successful person be like nervous to put themselves out there Mm -hmm. just like you and I right like I don't know no I really I like that message yeah if you want to see a full list of the books we read, we are on Goodreads. Our whole challenge is on here. My Goodreads is Alice in Space. I have no idea what mine is. I think mine's just Emily Ewan. Emily Ewan, yeah. yeah. So, search me. <laughs> you can check out the ones we didn't recommend. So, our next book club book for January is Man in the High Castle by someone. PK. Let me find it. And this is a TV show. I think it's an Amazon TV show. That's what you said. That I've watched one episode of and was very disturbed, so okay. I just did not keep watching. I'm like four to five pages in. So Philip K. Dick is who wrote it. So I think the premise is um, like what would have happened if Germany would have won World War Two. Yeah. So basically, yeah. And that the U.S. is split in half and japan occupies the west half and germany occupies the east half and but there's like this part in the middle that's like a neutral territory i'm excited to read it i think it's an interesting premise yeah also, but also could be pretty dark i think it'll be good but i know that it's dark right so i'm a little nervous but we'll have we'll to see we'll have to go towards the lighter story well mm-hmm we actually already know our February book club book, so it's not quite light, but... Oh, I don't remember. And this episode will release on on January 27th, so you have until then to read it and pick it up and check it out. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this book club episode. Yeah. Kind of wrapping up 2019 yeah. with the books. It wasn't... We, we really only talked about the book club for a little... The book for a little bit, so... But I feel like you probably got a sense as to our overall thoughts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we were not shy. And next week, tune in for our special New Year's resolution episode as we dive into 2020. Yeah, we will kind of recap our 2019 goals and resolutions and how we did. And then we'll talk about 2020. Yeah. If you have any questions in the meantime, feel free to reach out to us, Facebook, Instagram, Floral Couch Conversations, or email us floralcouchconversations at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and review five stars, hopefully, wherever you listen. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.